Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I see you made it. Since you're here now, can you do me a favor real quick? Just sit back, relax your mind, and let's get real. Imagine a space where dads could simply be. A place where dads of all ages and backgrounds talk candidly about the highs and lows of this thing called becoming and being a brother, a husband, a dad. Step into the dad sphere, where we let you into the mind of dad. The place where many unspoken thoughts, questions, and fears live rent-free forever. Yeah, you heard that right. We're actually going to let you into our innermost being. It's necessary, and it's been missing. My name is Richard Sadler, but many people call me Rich, and I am the host of The Dad Sphere. On this podcast, I'll be speaking from the heart about my journey to and in fatherhood. I'll be talking with other fathers, unpacking their stories in hopes of creating a space where fathers keep it real, always. Creating a space where we lift each other up and sharpen each other in the process. Subscribe to this podcast today. Go check out the website at thedadsphere.com. Go follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, of course, at The Dad Sphere. Tap in and stay locked in as we travel through The Dad Sphere. Let's get it. What's good, y'all? Thank you so much for tapping into The Dad Sphere with me again today. You know, you could be anywhere that you wanted to be at this point in time, but you chose to spend a little time with me. And for that, I am extremely grateful. Jumping into the topic uh, for today, I want to paint a little picture for you guys. Imagine you are newly married and about um, about two, three months into your marriage, you are your wife, your spouse is coming to you and telling you that um, you're going to be a you're going to be a dad. Um, now, backtrack that just a little bit. Imagine that your spouse, your wife is coming to tell you that and you have not informed your mother your family, your extended family, the family that you grew up with, that you are indeed married. So uh, that was me, guys. Uh, that was me. That was my circumstance. You know, I didn't inform my mother that uh, I had actually gotten married. I didn't inform my family that my wife and I had actually gotten married in December of 2015. Um, so they thought that we were kind of just living together, but that wasn't the case. We were actually legally married and you know fast forward and come uh, a little after february my wife's coming to me telling me that she's pregnant and look guys i was in you know quite a bit of shock um i was quite frankly very 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 upset and i know that some people may disagree with this or they they may think how could you how could you be upset you know expecting a child is a wonderful thing and quite frankly there are people who want to have children of their own and they can't but I wasn't in that place I had a lot going through my mind you know at that time it was the fact that I had withheld the probably the most important uh, decision that I have made in my life thus far at that point in time of getting married you know from my my mother and from my family and then on top of that I'm expecting a baby and I am not anywhere near I want to be and 
at a place where I feel like I can support my wife and this new baby that is supposed to be here uh, later on that year. So when my wife uh, told me, you know, I was extremely upset. And, you know, thinking back on it, I get upset with myself and I, I can't believe that I behaved in the manner that I did. Um, I behaved like a boy, quite frankly. And it was because, you know, I was afraid. I was afraid that um, although I made a vow to myself back when I was seven that I was going to have to be something that I didn't see, I didn't know how I was going to go about doing that. And in essence, I wanted to be perfect. I thought that there was a perfect time, you know, to get married. I thought there was a perfect time to have a child. I thought that there was the perfect amount of money that you needed to have or the certain set or the certain amount of money that you needed to have in order to provide for and care for your family. And quite frankly, it scared me, man. I think at that point in time, I was what I was 25, 26 years old, I believe at that point in time. So it was not like I was early 20s, but I just wasn't ready for that. Um, so when my wife told me, you know, we were in our, I would say our second apartment together. The first apartment that we had, um, we actually didn't stay in it very long, you know, after we had gotten married, just because I wasn't trying to keep us on that side of town at that point in time. So it was in our very first apartment. And when she told me, you know, it was my wife and myself and we had a little dog, a little, uh, um, what was he? It was a cocker spaniel. Uh, no, he was a cockapoo. We had a little cockapoo named King. Um, so it was myself, King, and my wife. We all lived together in this two-bedroom apartment. And when she told me, I remember her coming home, you know, one day. And uh, she uh, she had taken, like, pregnancy tests. I believe she had taken one before she had come home. But she had, like, oh, taken some more once she gotten, when she had gotten home. And, like, instead of me embracing her when she gave me this news, like, I completely stonewalled her and it wasn't because you know I was angry with her it was more of like I was really angry with myself and um pretty disappointed in the situation uh that I had created for myself because now it's like well you didn't tell your mama that you you got married and now there's this baby that's coming in you guys can't hide that uh and I didn't tell my mama, you know, that we had gotten married or anyone else that we had gotten married because uh, we were looking to save money to have the big wedding that my wife desperately wanted. And I wanted to be able to give her that. Um, but now with baby on the way, it was like, that's not the wisest thing to do. So when she told me, I completely stonewalled. Um, I think I, I made her take a... Uh, a series of tests uh, to, to, you know, validate that she was indeed expecting that we were expecting. And even after I received that validation from the test, I still didn't like welcome her with, you know, warm, loving arms. I was very cold and looking back on it. And I thought this many times and I told my wife, you know, about this. I wish I could go back and I could change that. I could change my behavior because it, it it was uncalled for quite frankly my wife she didn't get pregnant by herself um it takes two for that and i should not have handled her that way she didn't deserve it but um you know i was angry for i want to say it was probably about two weeks that i was angry and i had a guy that i worked with at 
this point in time, uh, he had actually taught some classes at the company that I worked at um, at that point in time. And I was telling him, you know, kind of talking to him about what was going down. And he looked me square in the eyes. I remember we were standing in the parking lot and I was having one of my moments, you know, uh, out there in the parking lot. And he was like, I'm gonna let you vent. I'm gonna let you get through this. And he did. But he looked me square in my eyes and he was like, look, you need to get your crap together. You need to get it together. She didn't create this child by herself. You assisted in that. That's your baby. You need to man up. And you got to show up. Step up to the plate, buddy. He was like, you grew up playing baseball, right? It's your time to shine. It's your time to step up to the plate. And you got to put the show on for you and your family. And um, that was hard. That was a very hard pill to swallow because I'm battling the fears of, you know, what if I what if I turn out like what my father turned out like? Uh, what if uh, what if I can't do this or how do I do this or yeah, we don't have enough money. I can't support, you know, myself and my wife and now a baby like how am I supposed to do this? Babies are expensive. And on top of the fact that I hadn't told my family that I was married yet. So fast forward, you know, I have to go to my mother and uh, I, I remember calling her out. I, I think I was in the parking lot of um, it's a Lowe's Foods now. It wasn't Lowe's, Lowe's Foods back then, but I was in the parking lot of a grocery store. And I remember calling her and uh, telling her, you know, uh, Talisa is uh, my wife. She's she's expecting we're expecting. And I remember like this radio silence uh, on that phone. And I followed it up with, oh, and by the way, I know that you guys uh, thought that you, we were just living together. But in reality, we weren't. We actually got married in December of 2015. Now, this was like, I believe it was April of 2016 that I was telling my mother this. So uh, not only that, my mom's having to digest the fact that she is going to be you know a grandmother and that's exciting but she's having to digest the fact that her son has been married for how many months at that point in time since december 2015 and i hadn't told her i hadn't said one single word to her and um you know my wife she told me that i needed to tell her she told me that before we even got married she was like you need to tell her she needs to be in the loop on what it is you're deciding to do what we're deciding to do and i opted not to because I was fearful. And um, looking back on that, I didn't have a reason to be fearful. So, um, you know, we fast forward and, you know, things are rough in our relationship after I told her that because it's kind of like, man, how, how could you withhold this information? And I did. And I deeply regret that. And, you know, my mother knows that and everyone around me knows that. If I can go back and do it all over, I would still marry my wife, but I would never withheld that information at that point in time so fast forward uh we go to you know doctor's appointments for the the baby that is to be born and i kid you not fellas while i was still scared because it was like man how am i going to do this i don't really have um a solid example in my father on what this looks like i can't even pick the phone up and call him to you know tell him what's going down right now or like even question him because one i don't trust him to uh to to impart any sort of wisdom on me and in those regards and it's just like we don't have that relationship 
but we're sitting in the doctor's office, man, and fellas, I kid you not, uh, when they when they're performing that ultrasound and I heard that heartbeat, it was like instantly everything shifted for me. It was like, oh my God, this this is this is real. And it's like you can do this. No, it may not be easy. It is going to be tough at times, but you're going to figure this out. You are going to get through this. And I kept telling myself that. And all I could do was hold my wife's hand and, you know, support her through that. And um, I would say like the rest of our pregnancy, it was it was it was pretty good. Our pregnancy, for the most part, we had, um, you know, some scares when it came to my daughter that I, I won't disclose at this moment in time. But we had a pretty good pregnancy at that point in time. And then, fellas, uh let me tell you when when my so we get all the way to De- we get all the way to December of 2016 December 13th is when my uh my princess was born um fellas it would blow your mind uh to 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 see or to to know what went down in that room uh just to put it lightly without going into all of the graphical or granular details of the situation I um I cried the most in that room it was one of those things where it was like it it instantly became you know real not only because there is this physical child this physical baby that you know you see that you're holding but it's like man I'm her father and this baby is completely and totally dependent on myself and her mother like she can do nothing by herself and it set in and I cried I cried like a baby when my daughter came out I mean my daughter I don't even remember my daughter crying when uh she came out but when she did I cried I remember for a fact that my wife she didn't cry. She was kind of like delirious, like what what's going on here? But I was boo-hoo crying. I mean, snotty nose, uh, sleeve of my hoodie wet. I was boo-hoo crying. And it wasn't because at that moment in time that I was fearful, even though I still had those fears of like, am I going to mess up? Am I going to be what she needs? I had this fear of not being perfect. But I realized, you know, it was like, it's kind of like what my mama would say. She's like, children don't come with manuals and every child is different. Uh, and every parent is different. And like, you're going to make mistakes. I'm not perfect. Um, so I had to fight my perfection and every situation isn't perfect. So I continue to have to try to fight my perfection because that's something that I struggle with. I struggle with the desire and the the want to be perfect in every situation. But you know, my daughter comes out and I'm the one I'm crying the most in that hospital room, the the, the um, delivery room, uh, crying so much to the point that my wife's doctor was crying as well because I'm crying. And fellas, when they went to take, you know, my my daughter off to, you know, get her bathed and take her to the nursery area, I never left my daughter's side. Um, not one single time did I leave her when they were you know bathing her and whatnot in the nursery I got to take part in that 
uh, when I couldn't physically be in the nursery for whatever reason, I was standing outside of the the glass window in the nursery right in front of her little her little uh, bed. I, I did not leave her side. And I kid you not, since my daughter, you know, entered this world, she uh, I remember giving her my finger to hold and her little fingers, her little hand gripped around my left index finger and she would not let go and to this day it is still you know that way for me like there's a special place in my heart you know for my daughter I love both of my children but my daughter's six now and she'll be seven in December but there's such a special place in my heart uh, for my daughter because what I realize is at that point in time even though my wife and I, we were only married just a few months before we were finding out that we were expecting. Uh, my daughter was exactly what I needed at that point in time. My daughter, uh, she forced me to focus on things that um, were more than just about myself and my rise to or my ascent to becoming what I deemed as being successful. Now, don't get me wrong. I still battle that to this day. Like, it's very hard. You know, us as men, we want to be successful in everything we do. At least most of us do. We want everything that we do to to turn to gold. Everything that we touch, we want it to turn to gold. And um, quite frankly, we get we get wrapped up in dollars a lot of time or we get wrapped up in our images or or our work. But my daughter... Her being born, it forced me to slow down somewhat. Um, and it forced me to really see my wife and appreciate her in an entirely new light. But not only that, it showed me that I now have the opportunity to be what I didn't see growing up. And no, I may not know all of the ins and outs. No one ever does. But I have an opportunity to step up. And give this child a life that was different than that of which I had. And uh, that excited me. As much as it excited me, it scared me. Because I didn't have, you know, my father that I could call on uh, to, to, to go to uh, when things, you know, arise or uh, things come up with my daughter. But I had that opportunity and that meant the world to me. Uh, so, you know, fast forward to this day, you know, as I mentioned before, my daughter, she's coming up on seven. She'll be seven in December. And that's my princess. I love her to death. Uh, but she helped me see my wife, like I said, in a whole new light. She helped me love my wife in a completely different way. She helped me conquer a lot of the fears that I, I battle with, the fear that, um, you know, I, I wasn't going to be good enough, um, that I wasn't going to. Uh, be a good father um, that I that I couldn't be a father uh, quite frankly uh, she helped me tremendously with that now if any of you know my daughter she she keeps me on my toes but I love her with every bit of me and I also realized that in that opportunity that my daughter was going to get the opportunity to have an image of the kind of man that she should hopefully one day want to marry or the kind of man that would uh, 
want to date her and, you know, court her and pursue her and hopefully end up in marriage at some point in time. But I had to realize I had to set that example. I had to be that example because I am the very first image of a man that my daughter was going to see. And that was scary, but it was a beautiful moment because it was like I had the opportunity to repaint the picture that I had seen, you know, growing up. And don't get me wrong. My dad was there, you know, for a period of time when I was younger, but he wasn't there the entire time. And that is, you know, there's a whole different set of reasons for that, that um, some I may know about and some I may not know about. But my daughter had the opportunity to see me for who I was. And I had the opportunity to show my daughter what a good man could be, what a good father could be, what a good husband could be. And I am forever indebted to my daughter, you know, for that, indebted to my wife for that, because uh, it has helped me tremendously. Now, the road hasn't always been easy and it's bumpy. And like, we're still early in this game because like I mentioned, my daughter is only going to be seven come December, but I'm still learning. I'm taking things day by day. And um, this this journey into becoming a father, it has already been, you know, a whirlwind for me because it, it was kind of like I felt like I was thrust into it quite frankly, and I had to adjust and uh, figure this thing out along the way, and I'm still figuring it out. But brothers, I know that I'm not the only one that has uh, this story. Uh, someone has a similar story. And even if you don't have a, a similar story, um, there are certain fears that you may have had as it pertains to becoming a husband and becoming a father just because of what you did or what you didn't see you know, as a child. So I have one question for you guys. Well, actually, it's kind of like a two part question. You could choose to answer, you know, one or both parts if you want. But one thing I want you guys to meditate on is what scared you most about becoming a father? And if you weren't fearful, what excited you the most? Like when I think back on it, I was extremely excited about the fact that and I mentioned it earlier, I was extremely excited about the fact that I was now getting the opportunity to change the course of what my experience with fathers was like. Like my kids were going to have the opportunity to see something different. And that excitement trumped all of the fear, you know, that I had. Plus, you know, I know that I got on my side as well. Um, he's in the center of my life, uh, everything. So I'm going to give him all the credit. For that, of course, but think on that. Think on that heavily. Like, what were you fearful of? What scared you? Like, let's be vulnerable. Let's be honest. And if you didn't have any fears, I find that hard to believe. But be vulnerable enough to tell another brother your story into and in fatherhood. You never know how telling your story may impact or help him. He may be exactly where you were at. And because you told him your story, You've helped them out. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. Let that sink in. I want y'all to know that I love y'all and I mean that. So God bless and I'll catch y'all next time in the dad's fear. I'm out. Peace.